Hello to you and welcome to Mastering Success, hosted by yours truly, Brett D. Scott. Mastering Success is a platform for successful individuals to share their journey, inspire, and give hope to us all. Speaking about hope, if you're interested in reading my triple best-selling book, I Fly, a collaborative anthology of 20 authors sharing their stories of triumph through some very trying adversity, you'll find the link on this page or check Amazon to order. Without further ado, let us turn on the mic, turn up the speakers and listen to this next episode with anticipated excitement. I'm here with Extus Justin, and Justin is his surname, so uh, so people aren't confused. Extus is your name. And uh, look, I'm really excited to have you on board. Uh, and thank you for having me as a guest on your show. And the reason that I decided I wanted to have you on board is um, obviously this show is called Mastering Success. And uh, there's probably no one um, better equipped to give us an insight into especially understanding how to build a business. And uh, your background isn't business. You didn't go through college and become a business person. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Extus Justin to Mastering Success. This is episode 46. So please tell us a bit of the, the backstory. Awesome. Thank you so much, for, uh, Brett, for having me. Really appreciate uh, being here. And then, excuse my voice, guys. I've been on like interviews all all week and well, all like a couple of weeks and stuff like that. So yeah. But in terms of my backstory, um, I'm from an island in the Caribbean called uh, Saint Lucia, tiny island. Uh, moved to the U.S. at um, age 18. Spent a few months in the U.S. Then realized that it's not really. I, I had to figure out what I was going to do, and that's when I joined the U.S. Marines. Spent eight years as a U.S. Marine, traveled around the world. Um, and I hurt my knee while I was in there, so I had to figure out what was I going to do for um, for a living. I realized that um, the military just wasn't going to be my thing long term, so when I hurt my knee, I was just like, okay, what do I do? And I kind of studied a lot of personal development, personal growth. That, that was really my my uh, path, and I really didn't understand I could actually build a business out of it, um, but when I really got close to um, figuring out what I was going to do, I kind of stumbled upon like how to create like an online business type coaching consultant because um, I saw the off listens to Brian Traces, the Wayne Dyers, the um, Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglers, and there was uh, really great guys, but I couldn't, I wasn't getting the, like the business structure side of things. I just saw it as far as, hey, this is uh, motivation. This is like personal development and it feels really good. Um, no real way of how I was going to use it in like real life or whatever, but it just felt really good. Um, but I kind of, um, right before I left the U.S. Marines, I kind of saw how people were like using coaching type consultant to actually help others and get paid. And that's literally what I, um, I said I was going to do. So I got out of the U.S. Marines with about $30,000 worth of um, income in my um, bank accounts. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be enough to go start my business. And I'm going to make things happen with this whole coaching type consultant. Realm. I wasn't really sure exactly how it was going to work. I just had a big dream, right? And um, so when I got out of the U.S. Uh, Marines, um, my the the what I did I just moved to California because my family were like, why are you moving to California? Like you don't have any friends down there, no family. Like we're like hundreds of miles away. Why would you go to California? And they were like, it's a bad idea. And I'm like, man, you don't understand. I'm this. I'm a certified badass. Um, I was a U.S. Marine. I went to the hardest uh, military boot camp, and it's like there's nothing I could. I thought I couldn't figure out. So I moved to California with about thirty thousand dollars worth of um savings in my account. And that's when I kind of launched my type of online type of coaching consulting business, really trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And when I got down there pretty quickly, I realized that um, 
California, number one, it's pretty expensive. And when you don't know what to do, as you said, when you don't have any degrees, no certifications, anything like that, you literally have to either use your own knowledge, try to figure it out, or invest in others' programs, these different things to try to figure out, okay, what do I do? And within three months of being in California, I had like spent, um, was it's about, I would think I was about maybe 22000 of the $30,000. I only had about eight grand left. And I'm like, okay, business isn't working. I'm not, I'm still trying to figure out how do I get clients? How do I make this business work? What, what's happening? And I'm buying all these programs and all these different things. And I bought some programs. They kind of helped, but most of them were just confused. And because what I, what I realized was that my first niche of, or trying to figure out who do I help, it came from a place of, okay, I just want to help people with personal development, personal growth. That's a route I went and I saw how hard it was with um, just trying to get people to even give me the time of day to say, hey, I'll help you with personal development. It got pretty hard. Um, just wasn't getting any traction. Was getting conversations, but nothing, nothing changed in a sense. No one was saying, hey, I want to hire you to work with you. And when I started really running out of money at that first um, uh, like, like stage, which is 30 grand, eight grand left, I was like, I got to figure something out. And the only thing I could do, because as entrepreneurs, the only way we get more, more time is we need more money. So for me, being in California, no family, no friends to kind of support me, no job lined up. Um, the only thing I could do to kind of say, okay, I need more time was retirement savings, right? I had about 70 grand worth of uh, retirement savings in the uh, bank. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be enough for me to make my business work. And if you know anything about retirement savings, you know that once the money is in there, you cannot touch or you should not touch it until you're a certain age. And for me, I really didn't understand that at the time. I was like, well, if I take it out, I probably, I'll, probably be, I'll probably get taxed, maybe a grand, maybe two grand. But the 70 grand, when I took it off, boom, 15 grand right off the top. So I only saw about maybe $55,000 of the under 15 grand. I'm like, okay. I was kind of angry because I'm like, you know what? Screw this, man. I'm going <laughs> to, can I cuss on this? I'm not sure if the, what the language okay, is like. Yeah, all adults here. Yeah, I'm like, okay, screw this. Um, I'm going to show these bastards taking like 15 grand of my, 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 my income. But I was like, I'm going to go out and make a million dollars. That's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to show them like this 15 grand means nothing to me. And that's kind of how I was at, um, back then. But again, long story short, man, when you don't know what you're doing and you try and you try and you try and, and uh, things, it just didn't really work. It didn't go in my favor. Long story short, I lost um, the 70 grand, had a credit card, started racking up a whole bunch of, there's about $30,000 limit on the card. Um, I racked up about a $30,000 credit card bill. And the place I got to when I realized things were just not working, and I'm sure you've heard of the, the failures, right? You always hear people fail on these different types of stuff, but yeah. you never expect it to be you. You always show up with whatever you're trying to do. Like, I have this big vision. I'm going to make this thing happen. And you just have this dream, but then you hear other people fail, and you just could never expect that to be you. And the place where I realized, like, it just wasn't panning out, and maybe I might have to consider a different option was... When I was in California, because I saw how quickly money was going out of the, the, um, my, my account, I realized pretty quickly I had to downgrade my lifestyle. So I sold, I got rid of my nice apartment, got a, a 570 square foot apartment. I had a nice car, sold that, got like a 996 Toyota Camry off of a Craigslist. And that's kind of when I realized, when I realized it really wasn't working was I had like $1,000 left in my bank account, literally. And that's when I started realizing that the family I did not want to go back home and have to face, that's the possibility now. And what I did with $1,000, I used that to pay my last month's rent. And it, I had like, there was about $600 left over. And the, the way I got that $600 was my, my car on Craigslist, right? 
to the Toyota Camry, I realized, okay, I need $600 for it. So a couple of months before, I had got in an accident where I got T-boned. My Toyota Camry got T-boned, so the right side was smashed in. And I knew that I needed to get $600 for this car. But the issue is with in the condition it was, there was no way anyone would give me $600, but I needed $600. Um, so what I did was I just took um, my camera, took pictures of the nice side of the car. I didn't take anyone's of the damage. I just took the nice side of it. And I posted that on Craigslist. And a couple of days later, some guy showed up uh, to, to get the car. And he's like, um, how much do you want for it? It's like 600 bucks. And he's like, he's like, okay, okay. He walks around, he touches the paint, he checks it out, and then he gets to the side where there's a big dent in the side of it. And okay. he looks at it, he looks back at me, he looks at it and he says, I'll give you 300 bucks for this thing. I was like, I need $600. He's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll give you 300 bucks. I'm not going to give you any more. I was like, I need 600. He's like, no, I'll give you 350. I was like, I need 600. If you can't do 600, I, I can't do it. He's like, the most I could give you is 400. And then I was like, no, I can't do it. Let's just, let's just go separate because it's just not going to, I need 600. He's like, why do you need 600? And for me, the reason I needed $600 was that's how much it was going to cost to buy a plane ticket uh, to go back home to face a family. That was the only way I could have gotten out of California. Gotcha. And that's when, um, and thank God, because that guy, the only reason he gave me the 600 bucks was what he did in his, as far as the business wise, he just drove around, got beat up cars. And with these cars, he just like, because he was a mechanic, uh, really a body, he owned a body shop. So we just repair them and just sell them for a higher price and stuff like that. But when he heard my story, he's like, man, <laughs> but he gave me the money. But I know if it was anyone else, it would have just been like, nope, I'm not paying you for this, man. But thank God, I don't know how things happen in life, but that's re- what really happened. So body what happened was, yeah, yeah. And what happened, um, I had to move back. I didn't really, when I moved back home, it wasn't to live with my family because I just, I, I didn't really want to face them. I moved a friend to his basement. And that's when I realized that, because um, for me, my whole thing was coaching consultant, basically using advice to help others. And when I realized, because those, it, that, that the kind of um, story I just shared with you guys here today, it probably it took like maybe a year and a half to two years to kind of get to that, that low point in my, in my life and just business and stuff like that. But what I really had to think about, how did I get here? Like, why am I here? Like, I've been through the hardest military training, some of the, done some of the coolest things and really never had any issues. But this whole entrepreneurial thing was a thing that just kind of just sucked my soul. Because when I remember being in my friend's basement and I had like a decision to make, right? So do I continue doing this coaching consulting or, or do I get a job? And because when I had first got there, I didn't really have to worry about getting a job, um, what I realized was that if I, I and that's why I remember saying to myself, like, if I ever leave this type of coaching, type of consultant um, realm, and I had to go out and get a job just because this thing didn't work, I would have never looked back on coaching and consulting because at the time I was like about $130,000 in debt and all these different things. Like, literally, my thinking was if anyone ever approached me while I had quit and worked my nine to five job and they told me anything about coaching and consulting, I probably would have punched them in the face. That's how much I like, just, I was just so frustrated with this whole thing yeah but then when i really looked at my situation like how did i get here i realized one of the core things was i was pretty good at what i did but the only thing was i couldn't get people to give me the time of day to to share with them how what i could do because my my biggest thing was marketing that's really what i realized i was good at but i couldn't give people i couldn't get someone to give me the time of day so i could just show them how my process worked and if you know anything about coaching and consulting you know that clients, the way clients come from this type of business is consultations. 
you have to get uh, quality conversation or have quality conversations with people who would be interested in what type of services you have to offer, whether you help people with anxiety, stuttering, personal development, whatever it is, like you got to give these quality conversations. Yeah. And when I thought back on the way I kind of approached life, my business, everything I was doing, it was through either like social media, like direct messaging people or in Facebook groups and spend all these times trying to connect and network and all these different things. But I could never get to the point of showing someone what I could do. Like I could, it, it was like, I, I, it was always just a bits and pieces. I could never get, get the full story of like, hey, here's what I do and here's how I could help you. And the thing that kind of changed it for me, the biggest thing, there's several different things, but the one core thing that changed everything for me was presentations. Realizing that the way I was approaching business was I was more comfortable from a place of, hey, let me, just, let me just show you how I can help or let me just text you or let me just um, send you a direct message and try to get the conversation going. But free, uh, free presentations was really changed everything for me because when I saw that, when I put together a, a train of some type of free presentation and invited a certain number of people to it, they would show up. But not just that, getting the presentation right to where someone, when someone gets to the end, they have a really clear understanding of what I do and how I could help. That's really what caused the game to change for me because now after someone sat for a presentation, a 15 to 30 minute presentation, knowing exactly what I did and how I could help and how my process could connect and help them get better results. The final thing at the end of my my, um, presentation was, hey, by the way, is solving this problem that you showed up here, is solving that a main priority for you? And they would give me one of two answers, either yes or no. If they gave me no, I was like, no worries. But the ones who said yes, we could actually now go through, have an actual quality conversation. And yeah. now I could, in a sense, um, they're coming to me based on knowing exactly what I do and how I could help. So that's, you know, that, yeah, I kind of, there's a lot of in between, but that's just, a, just the overall uh, story. Yeah. No, I love it, Exodus. And I think um, what I'm sure most people are getting is that, you know, things that were coming to my mind through that, um, through that explanation of your history is that you, I think from being quite a disciplined um, person to become a Marine and then going out into the, let's call it the real world, um, to then think, okay, well, I've got all the determination, the grit, the drive, surely I can be successful. It's like I think what was probably taking place is, and tell me if I'm off track, is that you were feeling like you had actually done your training to be ready to go and tackle life and you've chosen something that you're passionate about, so surely you should be able to do it. So I think that's where, like, and I know that feeling um, in doing the role that I do, you know, at the very start of it, it's like, you know, it's not quite working out, not quite working out. You know, some things work, some things don't. And you're trying to think, what is it? What is that thing? You know, it's really cool that you actually figured out, finally figured out, you know, didn't give up. And I think that's, you know, I hear that in many stories where people go through trials and tribulations and get to a certain point where it's that, do I go and do a job or do I stick at it? Do I follow the dream? Do I follow? Do I just not give up? You know, <laughs> and it's usually that, that moment of just, you know, where you could easily just go and do the normal thing of getting a job because nothing's working out or you just stick at it and try and figure out what is this thing? Like what is one thing that will shift this, you know, momentum? And, you do it, and I think that's the thing. Like it, from everything you just explained, you built up this momentum and there's a tipping point. And I think, you know, there's a story in Think and Grow Rich, which I'm sure you've read many times, um, of a man who got a, a, a gold mine and he was digging through the gold mine. He got some little bits of gold and he was really excited and they felt like they were on, on track and then they kept getting nothing. 
There was nothing coming out of the out of the mine, and they thought, okay, well, we've obviously hit the end. So they gave up, and they sold all the equipment to this junker, junk man, whatever you call him, and he actually got someone who knew about gold mines to come in and check out the mine, and he said, actually, it's a fault line, and it's and he said, how far away are we from getting to the gold? And he said, about three feet. And there's a story that I think Sharon um, Sharon Lecter has uh, has written a story on on three feet from gold. Uh, written a specific book about it as well, and that's exactly what your story is. You know, it's three feet from gold, and uh, thankfully, you kept digging. <laughs> so, yeah. can you tell me what what was the thing like when you mentioned about the the free webinars that you're doing? What was the marketing hook? What was the thing that got people to go, oh, I might actually go and do that, other than mm-hmm. being free? Yeah. So actually, because um, when I think back my journey as well, to the place where I started off with the social media platform, um, I started off on was LinkedIn because I spent a lot of time on uh, LinkedIn. And in terms of um, what I was doing, because one of the industries I kind of understood as well too was um, the auto repair industry, right? Because my brother also owned an auto repair shop, so I kind of spent some time with him. Um, and that's one of the industries I kind of, um, what do you call it, um, got into. Um, but when I first started off, it was because the method I was trying to use to get clients, because my, my whole thing was like, okay, I'm going to do a done-for-you type of service for um, local businesses to help them get clients to grow and stuff like that. And I, I was the first, I saw like cold call and just pick up the phone and basically just cold call in these different companies. And most of them really wouldn't give me the time of day. Then I actually went into the actual physical locations and most people, some people gave me a time of day, but most, most wouldn't. And that's when I figured out the free presentations to where um, when I would show them, because the biggest thing, and that's what, when I describe presentations, it's to know that when you help someone, right, there's different ways you could say, just like I could say, hey, let me just tell you what I do and try to explain to you how I'm explaining what I did through um, voice and that type of stuff. But there's a second way where I could do it. So I say, okay, let me show you the pictures. Let me show you the screenshots of the messages. Let me show you this and that. And actually have those, all of these different things in there. All of a sudden you get a whole different experience. So that was the biggest shift. So when I went to these, um, these type of local businesses and stuff, that's what I would do. I would say, hey, I've got a free presentation where I show you exactly how to, for the auto repair um, industry, it was just saying how to get more cars, how to get more people um, to show up to where they need your services as far as to get more cars fixed and stuff. Would you be interested in attending? And that's kind of like the, the offer was just me because the method I started with, especially with the helping the local businesses, um, was through um, the direct um, lumpy mail. We would actually create the flyers, um, build out the actual lumpy mail packages and mail those types yeah. of posters to these uh, these um, residential areas to get people to come in based on some type of um, offer. Yeah, and I think I've heard someone just recently uh, talking about lumpy mail, and uh, you know, and it is it's you know people are more likely to think, oh, what is this? <laughs> what is this in this? Yeah. Uh, what have you actually sent me? Um, yeah. And I guess question I've got for you, and I'm sure many people and, and feel free to leave it till the end if you want to, but I'm sure many people would love to know, you know, obviously from finally figuring out what it is or what it was to help you to actually have that shift, then getting to the point of where you are now, which is, um, sorry, I'm just muting someone. <laughs> um, whoop, hang on. I think uh, I'm not trying to unmute you, by the way, Devin, one of my long-time listeners. <laughs> um, question for you is 
where you are now to where you are started, what was like, was it a, was it a quick rise or did it take you a bit of time to really build the, um, the momentum? How did it sort of work from there? Oh, when I figured out presentations, I think within the first seven days, I hit, I hit about uh, 10K per month. I recurred and then within uh, like 20 days, I think I hit, um, was like 20K per month. But I went hardcore because the biggest thing is, and what I like to say is that as um, something I had to realize to myself as well too is while I was going through my journey, everything wasn't a failure. Although I wasn't getting the results, but there were things I was learning. Like one of the biggest things I found was um, the audience. No one, when you figure out who you could help, because that was my biggest thing as well. So I kind of knew who the audience was. So I knew that when I was trying to, on my journey of trying to figure out, okay, I knew I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to offer, how it would work, but I made it a goal of building out that audience, right? So just like if you notice, as I said, I started off on LinkedIn and I have a LinkedIn group that's grown to about 30,000 members um, today. It's incredible. So, yeah. So now it just became time. Okay. How do I get the presentation kind of organized and how do I deliver? How do I get as many people um, in front of it every single day? So within like, you know, within seven days, I hit um, about 10 K per month in recurring revenue. And then within um, was like 20 days, I hit um, or either 20 or 30 days, I hit about, was it 20 K per month for something in recurring. So it was pretty quick um, because I, again, I was using the internet as well too. And I kind of had an audience already kind of waiting in a sense. That's awesome. And you, you mentioned the word recurring. So, and obviously I only share if, if it's, uh, if it's okay to share. Um, what do you mean by that? And was it, uh, is it something that continues to grow? Like how does it work for you? Yeah, yeah. So because when I first started off, um, and again, my that, this is this is the beginning. Like what we do right now is a little bit. We've made we've made quite a few different uh, shifts as well too, and we could talk about those. But the recurring, I talked about in the initial because we were doing the actual businesses for, or we were doing the marketing for the local businesses. So they were paying us because since we did the work, like we are, like kind of like they call it done for you, which is like hey, they pay us the money, and we actually physically write out the um, the sales letter, write out the copy, create the flyers, do all these different things to actually send out to the, um, for, on, on the client's behalf, but they paid us to do it every single month, right? So while we were taking on clients, um, we were actually doing the stuff, but they were paying us to say, hey, um, with the results coming in, we'll, we, we can afford to keep paying you this so you could keep doing this for us because once we're paying you, we're seeing kind of like a return on investment. Yeah, and I think that's the important key, isn't it? I think people uh, will continue to pay for something if they know that they're actually getting a return on it because uh, it means, as you just said, they can pay for it. <laughs> they can afford to pay for it. So it makes exactly. sense. Um, question to you, and I, I might just go back a step and we'll come back to talking about sort of how it's moving forward for you. Mm-hmm. What I'd love to know is, you know, growing up the way you did and then getting to the point of making a decision to get into the army or get into the Marines, you know, was there, was there a sort of a, was that just something that you wanted to do or what was the sort of thinking behind that? Yeah. Interesting. Um, Cause life is one of those things where when I look back on my life, it's like everything I planned never worked out. And it was always like um, discovery, right? It just, I don't know how it happens, but looking back, it, nothing ever worked out the way I planned um, so in terms of my story, wise, so when I left St. Lucia, moved to the U.S., um, moved to there at like 18. I lived with my dad in Maryland for about uh, maybe a few months. And his biggest thing was like college. You got to go to college. And for me, 
I grew up in the Caribbean where it's like, hey, it's like just freedom and all these different things. Um, once you once you leave high school, it's like college. Like, what is this? just going out on the beach, man? <laughs> it's just going out. Um, but when I moved to the US, my dad, um, he was more based on you got to figure out what you want to do with your life. You got to figure it out. And that's when I decided to enroll in college. So before I joined the US Marines, I enrolled in college, um, did one semester. And the reason I did one semester, because I was also working a part-time job at the time. And I did one semester and I realized college was pretty expensive. But, and because I was working a part-time job, I really didn't have very much money coming in. So I did one semester and then I took a break. I said, okay, I'm going to not go the next semester because I don't have money anyway. So I'll just kind of figure out if I could get a second um, part-time job to kind of um, generate more money and save more money. And the thing that happened when I went to a part, that second part-time job to get that job, it was actually working in the shoe department. Um, the bus broke down when I was actually going to the interview and I was about three minutes late. And I remember like really specifically walking into the, uh, that, that place and when I explained to the manager what happened, he said, you know, people like you won't amount to shit in life. Like he literally said that to me. And I, I was so angry at the time he was wearing this tie. I wanted to grab this guy by this blue tie and just drag him around the mall. That's how angry I was. But, you know, as I was like, I'm new to the U.S. I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening here. Um, so what I, I just said, let me just get out of there. And I started walking back towards the, um, the bus because I didn't have a car at the time. I was walking back towards the, uh, the, bus, the bus stop. And um, on my way back, there was this big dude. He was about maybe six foot 13 or something, if that's like a height, right? That's how tall he was. He was just this really huge dude. He had the khaki shirt. Yeah, blue pants with a red stripe going down the side and some black um, shoes. I was like, who is this guy? Um, but we were walking and so we were about to cross paths. And that was my first ever experience with a U.S. Marine. He looked at me and we kind of, he's like, hey, young man, let me talk to you for a second. And next night, it turns out he was a Marine Corps recruiter because he started asking me questions. And I started like, I'm answering them like, hey, what are you going on? And it's like, every time I told him one of my problems, which was I, I tried to go into college and it didn't really work out. There's a little smirk. And I said, I just went to a job. I got fired. There's a little smirk. I was like, I'm not even sure what I'm going to do with my life. There's a little, it, it, it turned on to almost like a full on, like, like laugh. And like, cause he just realized I was the perfect candidate. Yeah. As he was telling me, well, when it comes to um, your job, you can't get fired. Like you're literally, you have a contract. It doesn't matter what you really do. You, you can't get fired. You always have a steady paycheck. He's like college. You get to pay for college for free. You could go in there for free travel. Oh man, you could go forever. You could go wherever you want. And next thing you know, I'm back. Their smiles are like, what? And next thing you know, three months so later, I'm on a bus to Paris Island, waking up to like guys just like screaming their ears out, um, their, 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 their lungs out at me. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that's really how it happened. So it was nothing I planned. It was just based on life in a sense, right? Yeah. And look, uh, I'm glad you shared. It. I'm glad I asked the question because I think, you know, some people might have thought that you just, you know, all of a sudden thought, oh, I'm going to go join the Marines and get disciplined and then, you know, figure out another next step. But, you know, it's no surprise to me that, um, you know, it hasn't been easy, you know. And I think often people who have faced adversity and figured out ways, you know, because they're just challenges. And as you said before, uh, it's not failure. They're just steps. They're just steps to figure out how do I make this better? How do I make this better? How do I figure it out? Question two on that. Um, in business, did you end up finding someone to give you some guidance? How did that kind of work? Or, or did you just figure it out yourself? No, no. I had several mentors along the way. Um, 
I know one of the, there's two sides of mentors, right? So there's a mindset side of it, right? Because I really believe that as entrepreneurs, especially at least from my, in my just um, own um, journey, because I realized a lot of my issues, it didn't come from like the, not, not um, the work on what to do. There was a lot of that, but a lot of my issues came from the internal game, um, which is a mindset, the type of, uh, today, uh, the way I could describe it is that we all, there's a frequency, right? You, you attract what you are. Whatever you put out there, you attract. Just like I know, when I look back on my journey of why I struggled so much in terms of finances, I realized there was literally some type of block in there. And the best way my kind of mentor explains to me is like, there's, it's the energy, like you weren't, the, you weren't the frequency, you weren't connected to that right frequency. Right. Because when the money started showing up for me, just, it was like the floodgates. It was like, almost like there was like a, a, a veil and the minute it dropped, it was like the money just started showing up. And it's like, where have you been all of these <laughs> like months, years? It just like showed up so fast. And I couldn't understand. And when I kind of talked to my, my um, coach about it, my, my own mentor, that's, that's one thing he told me. Like, hey, you weren't aligned. Whatever it was, what, but there was something that wasn't aligned. But I find once you get aligned with it, um, that's where things really go. But, so I would say two sides. So it definitely was a mentorship. And I got, because that's my, that was always been my whole thing. I've, I'm a really type of logical type of, hey, just show me what to do and I'll think I could do it. That was just my thing. Yeah, and that's why I, I bought a program, at the pro- all these different things. And I, was, I had all the techniques and all these different things. But for the life of me, the results just couldn't show up. And it wasn't until I kind of connected up the, the mindset side of it. That's when things really just skyrocketed in a sense. Yeah, and it's an important key. And this is why I asked the question, because I think, um, I was similar, you know, trying to think, how do I, <laughs> how do I finally break out of this zombie existence? How do I figure out how to actually make proper change? And, you know, we only have whatever knowledge we have from whatever we've learned. So we've, you're only working with what you already know. So for you to, to learn more and to actually understand it, you need to find a mentor or find someone that can actually open your awareness and then actually teach you how to implement it into your life. So awesome that you did. So getting back to the business that you're doing now, um, has it evolved from you just helping? Because that was, was that face-to-face businesses or, did, or were you doing it online as well? Mm-hmm. That one was face There was a bit of online, but the majority was face-to-face. Yeah. And, uh, and now is it predominantly yeah. online? Yeah, ours is virtual, 100% yeah. virtual because um, we've evolved quite a bit. And the evolution, and again, most of the stuff, it's not, it's stuff where, as Steve Jobs said, you can never look at the, connect the dots looking forwards, but you can always connect them looking backwards. So the next evolution that happened with us um, in the business was um, because I struggled so much. And as with entrepreneurships, like we always have our like, own inner circles, right, of people we kind of network with. And there were a few of my friends who they kind of knew my struggles. No one else knew, but a few of my friends who I was on the same journey was uh, with knew my struggles. And they were like, they saw how I was able to turn things around. They're like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this type of stuff? And most of them would just like reach out to me for advice at, at first um, because I was like, I had a lot of free time because business wasn't working. It's like, I'm trying to figure out what to do. So I had all the time in the world. Um, we, we used to like have these mastermind groups and all these different things. So we kind of network with each other. But once business started picking up for me, all of a sudden I didn't have the time anymore. And they're like, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing? What's happening? And I'm telling them what I'm doing, how things are working. They're like, that's some pretty cool stuff. How do I do this? Because most of them just saw, I think with the, um, the done for you type of business, we grew that to about 80K um, per month um, in, in recurring revenue for done for you. So they kind of saw what I was doing. And I, well, like, I really kind of showed them. And 
a lot of, I realized I would spend more of my time trying to show them while I'm trying to work with clients and grow type of like the agency type model. I'm back there working with clients and all these different things. And they would say, hey, can we get on a call and do this and that? And just to kind of make things easier, because I realized that I just didn't really have the time. So I just thought just record like little videos and just a piece of advice for them. And I just started giving them the advice through videos because I really didn't have the time. And that's when I realized like, not they weren't like they had more people they were like having their friends and say hey talk to access talk to access and i'm just giving out the video so free and then i was like maybe i could charge for this because one person said are you, like how much is it yeah. i was like it's just free he's like oh it's free. okay cool i was like that's why i thought oh maybe i could charge for this and that's when i got into the whole like the actual program a structure to where i realized i could like literally have a packaged up thing i think there's a mosquito in here or something i think i, I could literally like package up um my advice and yeah. basically just have like offer it to someone else and have them take it and be able to charge for it. And that's what kind of introduced me to the whole type of um, online model because now I'm seeing like, okay, it doesn't have to be me. I can actually physically give someone a program and they could get their own results. Because most of my friends who I was showing when I was doing through my trainings, they were actually going out and doing, they were kind of modeling the same exact thing I was doing. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that you're mentioning this and look, I think what was quite good is that you actually had um, people that you were associating with who already had some success and so they knew if they got some good advice, which they obviously your advice was really good and they, they would implement it. Um, what I find is you also get people who perhaps are only just starting their journey, still don't have the right mindset and you give them the advice and they don't actually implement it. You know, So that's where you moving to an actual paid model is yes, it's benefiting you, but it's actually benefiting them as well. Because yeah. when people invest in something, they're more likely to actually do it. They're more likely to follow through, especially if it costs them more than they want to pay. <laughs> like, oh, I've got to make this work. I've got to get my return on investment, you know? So yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I love, and uh, what I get from you, and it's not even in your words, just in your feeling, I feel the integrity of what you do. And uh, I think that's probably why you've had such great success is that, um, you know, as you mentioned about the free model of getting people into a, a webinar, they can feel your energy. They can, they can sense that you're, you're trustworthy, that you're giving them useful content that's very easy and simple to uh, understand. And then, you know, here are the suggested ways you can actually implement into your life. So what's, you know, and you mentioned, and I mentioned in the preview to some of the people that, you know, your business turns over $450,000 a month. Mm. Now, is that just you or do you have a team of people? How does it kind of work? Yeah, so I do have a team. I think when I really shifted to the hardcore team was, was when I hit, um, I'd say about maybe 100K per month because most of it I was just doing on my own. Um, but when I hit 100K per month, that's when I realized, okay, it's time to, to grow a team. And think about it now, I probably should have grown a team a lot sooner. But for me, I'm pretty hard-headed and I like to think I could do everything myself. But a team is definitely important. Uh, right now, we do have a team. Um, so we have, because um, we do the high-ticket sales as well too. So we have a sales team. Um, we have our core internal team. And then we have um, several, uh, what do you call them, like VAs, virtual assistants, and admin individuals who kind of support um, just a day-to-day type of operations. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's why I asked the question because I think it's an important thing to remember uh, that as you grow, you know, if someone wants to go down a similar line to you and whatever thing they're passionate about, that they really should be understanding that at certain points, and as you mentioned, maybe you could have done it a bit earlier, 
because you're so uh, determined <laughs> to try and do it yourself. But, you know, we can, we can accomplish so much more, you know, and I'm sure you've had mastermind groups, you know, that, that idea of magnifying your mind, actually having ability to not have to have all the skill, not have to have all the knowledge. There are so many other people that have perhaps more knowledge than you in different areas that you can tap into, pay them yeah. to do certain things and, uh, you know, and have an ability to, to earn more money. Now, I'm getting a sense from you that it's not all about the money. Mm-hmm. That'd be right. I know we're talking yeah, about money here. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely right. That's definitely right. Um, when I first started off, it was about the money because, again, having to pay bills, having to do all these things, it became about the money. But I realized I hit a certain point. And actually, I just hired someone new, right? So if you know, I, I saw the show, uh, my own show, about uh, two and a half weeks ago. And in that time, I probably interviewed like maybe 105 people or something, like two and a half weeks. And it's very interesting because I, the, the, everyone I talked to, there was one specific individual I kind of connect with. And I don't know what it is. But um, now they're on my team now. But when I saw, I just knew that, okay, that's a person I needed to have um, around me. I'm not sure why, but that, I got to get them around me. But I realized that because um, with this person, um, like it, it's to the point where I believe my vision, at least from my perspective in terms of why I'm here, is to basically help individuals, whether it's coaches, consultants, but anyone who has a way of helping someone or anyone who believes that they have a way to help individuals show them how they could take that knowledge, number one, start getting clients to pay them for that knowledge and then build an online group coaching program to where they could help tens, hundreds, thousands of people through that process and just taking them by the hand step by step to show them how to do that. Just for example, uh, my client, Sean, he came to us really struggling little kid. I'm not sure what to do, um, trying to build a business, trying to help people. We looked at, okay, well, what have you done in your life? He overcame anxiety. Um, and now we kind of helped him get clients one on one through anxiety. And today he's about thirty thousand dollars per month um, in his business, just helping people just overcome anxiety. Now I had I had to hook him up with my my mindset coach because I realized that our last call we did right. So for him, he, he's generally like thirty k per month, and he's like, I just don't know if I could handle. It's kind of like I'm not sure if I've never done that. I, I'm not sure if I can handle it. Um, I I've been thinking maybe I should go back to fifteen k because I know that if I could maybe go back, it's more stable at fifteen k. I was like what? You had 30K a month. You talking about going to 15K. And I was like, we got an issue here. Like self-sabotage is on his way, right? Yeah. So that's why I said, okay, I'm going to introduce you. I got to get him on my mindset coach um, to just, hey, let's get his mindset good because I know if not, the money won't be there. But um, again, going back to answer your question, my vision is to help individuals just like for myself. I helped him um, get to this place to where he is a struggling kid. He just had a dream of how do I help people? I really just genuinely want to help. He had a way of helping and we help him just say, Hey, let's take care of financial for you to where you're doing this. Not because you want the money anymore. You're doing more based on, I want to change the world now. Just like with where he's at, he's hiring his team. Now he took on a few of his students. He got them coaching. Now he's working on getting his sales team, all these different things. So for me, with him affecting, because right now he's probably he has about maybe a few hundred clients that he's working with, and I look at his YouTube channel. He's about seventy thousand people have watched his videos over the last uh, maybe say two or so months. But his message is starting to like expand and reach the people who need it. And for me, I want to find more people like that and help them, give them the tools, the resources, whatever they need to go out and change the world on their own, because they all change the world in their specific ways. So that that was my vision. Now, the person I told you I connected with on that, that um, interview show I did, 
their vision is for someone like me, right? So just like I have vision for individuals who have some type of knowledge that they want to figure out whether they can do coaching or consulting and not just that, but make money doing it. My vision is to help them. But this person I connected to, their vision is to help individuals like me who are already operating at a high level to say, I want to, the vision that I have, and my vision compared to their vision is like a tiny little thing, right? Because their vision is like so grand. When I saw it, I was like, I got to connect with you because I see how you could help me make my vision happen faster. So that, that's really what it is. So it's, I, I don't know how to, this, I guess the best way I could describe it is I kind of like, when you're aligned to what you, you, your, your purpose in life, there's a certain, the people, whatever you need, they just show up and your purpose, what you, what you start off with, when you meet that other person who could take you up to the next level, all of a sudden your purpose just expands. Just right. like right now, I'm seeing like the vision that we have is just to like change the, because we realize the biggest, the way we've, we've just seen is like who has the biggest impact in today's day and age. And we realize it's the coaches, it's the individuals like yourself, right? It's, it's everyone who wants to make a difference. And they were like, we could see, we see a better world. And it's to say, we're going to give them the tools. I know I could do it from my level, which is my level is the, the marketing, the, the, the strategies, the, the techniques, the, the, the scripts, all these different things, because that's just my model. But there's in the mindset, the quantum, the type of, hey, let's get the thinking all aligned and get us on the same room and on the same page. So when we were thinking at that level, it's like there's just like you were saying with the, um, the batteries, when they're all connected into play, one plus one doesn't equal two anymore. One plus one equals 11, right? So that's right. kind of like the vision, the place where we're kind of um, headed right now. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, and the, the reason that I love what you're doing and why I said come on the show, not the only reason, but one of the reasons is that, you know, I love the fact that you're in that space. This is why I said it's not just about the money because money is just energy. Money is, uh, you know, as you said, you get on the right frequency, you'll actually have the ability to attract more of what you, what you desire. Um, by the way, we've got questions coming in. So anyone that does want to ask a question, probably now is the time to pop them in because we've got about 10 minutes to go. So feel free. Thanks, Wiz. <laughs> but um, getting back to it, yeah, the reason why I asked you it's more than the money is because, as you just said, when we're on purpose, when we actually know what we're working towards, when we actually have a bigger vision that's bigger than ourselves, and it's, uh, you know, it's less selfish. Um, the more people you help, the more it's going to come back to you. The more you give, the more you get. You know, I think the problem with uh, society is that everyone's trying to get, 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 and they're forgetting about the giving part. They think, well, I'll give once I've got. No, give and you will receive. You know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's great that you, you know, unconsciously got that, uh, that learning or perhaps one of your mentors gave it along the way. But as you said, you know, uh, Everyone, everyone is built for expansion. Everyone has the ability to achieve more than they ever imagined. This is why I love doing this show. This is why I asked you a question to get back to how it all started because, you know, it wasn't that you just automatically became this amazing person that could generate $450,000 in the business. And, you know, and, and it's not all about money. And, and that's why I asked you the question because I know the more you have, the more you realize it's not about what you have. It's more about what you can give. So thank you so much for sharing that. I might actually just see if we've got some questions. Um, so Weez is saying, so the millionaire question is for everyone, how can we align? <laughs> how can we get aligned? Um, 
by the way, Wes uh, is Dutch, <laughs> so she's trying to put the English in. Um, so I guess the question is uh, that Wes is probably asking is how can they connect with you? And I always, anyone that comes on the show, I always say, please, if you want to connect with this amazing speaker, as you are, um, you know, I'll give them all the links to actually get on and connect with you if that's something that, you know, they're inspired or they want to know a bit more or see whether there's something that they can do with you, then by all means, I'd love them to connect. Um, has anyone here, does anyone want to ask a question or do you want to pop it in the chat? Feel free to do it now. Weezer is saying she's inspired to do that for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and look, the other thing is, and I, I'm, I don't keep an eye on it, but we are on Facebook and I'm sure we're probably going to have um, quite a few people asking questions or being inspired to know a bit more. Margita says, uh, hi, Exodus, what drives you? Good question. Yeah. I think it kind of changed over the years, um, just like right now, right? And I, I guess that's a good uh, w- um, word, drive, um, because when I was first getting, my, my getting started, it was about motivation for me, because um, I've gone through so many evolutions of who I am. Um, I realized my journey, I first started off like a really moving away type person, right? So if you've studied like meta programs, all these different things, you realize that um, when you get into life there's two types of people right moving away from moving towards and for me a big part about why i wasn't really succeeding in business was i was a moving away from person meaning that when i approached life i didn't approach life based on having a vision and here's why i want i am a person more based on here's why i don't want so i'm here avoid, trying to avoid all these different things but doesn't matter how much you avoid you won't get anywhere you'll still be there's always going to be things to avoid so i had to recondition my mind to become a kind of a, a moving towards person so I went through that phase and now it became, okay, now what am I moving towards? And at first it was the, um, just the income because I believe as an entrepreneur, you, start, you realize pretty quickly, like if you're not able to generate some type of income or something, it doesn't really make any sense because eventually you'll have to go get a job or you have to depend on, you, you won't, life, your quality of life won't be good. So the second thing that drove me was just um, the income as far as I think my first big goal I set for myself was like $10,000 per month. That's the first thing because I just do that. If I could just do that, I have it figured out. I wouldn't be able to struggle because I'll be able to pay my bills comfortably at the end of the month, right? But I knew that was a thing. But again, I went through several iterations. But today, if you ask me what drives me today, it's the, it's the stories, right? So, because I believe that, um, and I was talking to someone who wanted to enroll into our program today. They were like, like, how do I build my program? How do I contribute in my way? And my whole thinking is like, okay, you got to find your purpose, find the place where you want to be, to find the thing you want to be the best at. And once you find your thing and you've mastered it, find a way you want to help people. Whether If you want to help people through that thing, go out and help them. But don't just help them based on giving them the bare minimum. Help them, just give them everything you've got to help them succeed. And I believe that's what drives me. My my Because... In my business, my business is built around individuals. I, I really strategically pick that, which is finances, which is I want people to talk about how we help them get that first 10K, the first 20K, the first 30K. Yeah. That's because I don't hear these stories online. Very few people, I hear, you hear case studies, testimonials of, I bought this program and my life is awesome. I feel good and it's great. And I'm like, how much money did you make? What, 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 what's the tangible things? No, you don't understand. My life is great. I'm, I'm like, that's cool. But I knew that I wanted my clients to, when they talk about me, it's like, hey, Exus, he's the guy who got me to 10 grand, 20K, 30K. 
because I know at the end, most individuals who are trying to figure this out, if they could just get finance, the financial situation to where they don't have to worry about money anymore, they could just come from a place of, I'm just here to do the thing I love now. It's not about making ends meet for me anymore. It's now I'm on purpose. That's what it is. So for me, what drives awesome. me is my weekly group calls when I talk to my clients and they tell me about the transformations they're having. They tell me about the 30K months. They tell me they're hiring a team. They tell me about this and all the success for me. That's the ultimate, is the ultimate high for me. And I believe that um, we should all find ourselves among a place where we have individuals we're helping and they could give us that type of feedback based on what we specialize in. That's really good. It's a great answer. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. And I, I, I stepped away from my, from my desk to get this book called Driven. And it's by Dr. Douglas Brackman. And one of my coaches, James Whitaker, gave it to me. And I hadn't really got into it in just, until just this week. And funny enough, it, uh, I haven't got to the part about it, but there's a Navy SEAL talks about his drive and, and the driven part of it. You mentioned purpose. And I think, you know, too often I hear people saying, I can't figure out what my purpose is. And, you know, the, th- the thing is, the simplest way to look at it is what, what are you passionate about? What do you actually enjoy doing? Make that your purpose. You know, it might not seem like this big over, over, overarching, you know, miraculous thing that you're doing. But, you know, if you're helping, as you said, if you're helping to change people's lives, <clears throat> excuse me, and giving people all you've got, you know, it has to come back to you, you know, and then the financial reward will come through. Then you're no longer worrying about making ends meet. And all you're focused on is being truthful, showing up, doing the work, you know, being your, uh, your best version of yourself. There was a speech, I don't know if you've read it, by Albert Ian Gray called The Common Denominator of Success. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, when he first had to do this speech on talking about being successful, you know, what makes people successful, he thought, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so he said he interviewed a bunch of people and out of everyone he interviewed, he said the one thing that was quite common, which is why I called it the common denominator, is that each of the successful people did things that the unsuccessful people did not want to do. And it wasn't that the successful people loved doing those things. In fact, more often than not, they didn't enjoy doing them, but they did them because they were on purpose. They knew what they were working towards. You know, and if you don't have that, if you don't know what you're working towards, it's very easy to go back into, I, I like to call it bondage, <laughs> go back into bondage. So I love that you explained that, explained that for, uh, for your drive. Um, we've got some more questions. So we'll get this out of the way so that you can get off to your next meeting. Nathan, actually, uh, Weez is saying we have to be that before we get where we want. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a mindset point. You have to, but you have to get to that belief that you're already there, that you already know that it's happened because things are created twice. We've created first time in our mind. We think about it. If you can imagine something, it's created. The next job is actually getting on that frequency, that vibration of attracting that life that you actually want. That's purpose. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Nathan saying, what is your advice to help people to make a start towards their dream and ideal life? A start. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe condense it because <laughs> I've got a few more questions. We've got quite a few really good questions here. Yeah. So he said, what is a start? Um, he said, yeah, how would you, what's your advice to help people make a start towards their dream and ideal life? Mm-hmm. I would say get inspired, get inspired, look around, um, 
because I, I, I believe that um, with online, right, there's always something with online. There's so many different holes, so many different places you can go down. Is just find what you're ta- find, find what you're passionate about. Find something that inspires you. Find people, follow people that inspire you, and try to just get glimpses and pieces of yourself. And I think the way I found mine, just like when I said, um, when I first got into personal development, I had no idea. Typically, I realized that most individuals, at least from from in my industry, when they get into personal development, is when things really haven't been working right. So they might say, "I'm going to build a business," and they try to build a business and it's not working, and they're like. I'm trying, it's not working, what's happening? And then they realize, oh, there's personal development, personal growth. And that's typically how it is. And that the personal development helps them become and overcome. But for me, my mind was a little bit different, which is I started off listening to the personal development, personal growth before I ever knew what I was going to do. So I was like, kind of like reading Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Tony Robbins, all these different people just, re- just doing it just because it just felt good. I had no idea that I could even do any of this stuff. I was just like listening because it was like, that's some pretty cool stuff. But because I just did that and followed all of them, because every time I met a different mentor, he introduced me to a different person, a different person, a different person. I just kept showing up and just like taking the next step, taking the next step. And all of a sudden, boom, here I am. So I would say if you're just trying to find your purpose, just find people who inspire you, find people who make you dream and um, um, think bigger. And just be around them. Just surround yourself with them, and the insights will start coming up. And all of a sudden, you'll just it'll, it'll all connect up for you. Yeah, that's a great answer. And I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head again. And it's a not a surprise that it's a bit of repetition. You know, when you're doing something that you actually enjoy, so something you desire, something you're you know you're actually passionate about, and hearing people that resonate with you, you know, keep following what they're saying, implement some of those things. And it's not it's yeah. I could go on and on, but it's, it's, it's one thing to hear something and think that's a great idea. It's another thing to take that great idea and actually implement it into your life. Um, Lucy says, what is your number one marketing strategy online? Number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that depends on your business, um, right? Because that's one thing most people get caught up on. They think there's a one. And just like when I work with my clients, there's several different ones and you have to figure out who you're going to help and how you're going to help them, the audience, uh, the person. Because just like um, one strategy that might work good for one of my clients, like let's say Sean, his strategy is video. Video works really, really well for him. But I know another one of my clients, Amanda, video is not going to work so well. She helps people with jobs. So it just depends on what strategy, um, what, what type of business. Now, if, you want, if you have a specific business and you want to let me know what your business is, I can maybe give you a tailored one. But the, what I really want you to say is, is that it depends Never think that one strategy will work for everyone. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think, uh, yeah, you got to understand. And this is the thing. Uh, if you're in business and helping people, you got to understand what it is that person wants to do, where they're heading, and what is the market that they're actually wanting to attract? What are the type of people? Because different people are on different platforms as well. Yeah. Naz says, um, and by the way, Lucy, you can reach out to Exus. I'm sure he'll give you an insight into that. And only because I'm mindful we've got, Really two minutes until you have to really go. So Nazarene yeah. says, uh, hi, Exodus. I can relate to what you said about not getting the time from clients, no matter how many calls you make. I've just thought about doing video presentations as well. Um, I hope to make a breakthrough just like you did. Awesome. Naz is one of my clients in South Africa and uh, she is persistent. I'm glad you're here, Naz. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. It was more a statement than a question. Uh, Margita says, thank you, Exodus. You're a very smart, interesting, and inspiring person. 
And Justin said, brilliantly stated, Brett, about purpose. Yeah, and look, I was just following on from what Exeter said. <laughs> so, look, this is the end because I know you're going to go and I'm really mindful of making sure you uh, stick to your, your timeline. Thank you so much for uh, showing up. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing some things that I know uh, you probably don't share with everyone. So everyone here should feel a bit special that he has done that today. Um, and if you want to reach out to Justin, uh, I did it. Want to reach out to Exodus, make sure that you uh, look in the chat. I'm actually going to send you all uh, the details to actually connect. Uh, if you like what he's been talking about and you think actually uh, what what Exodus is talking about might actually relate to my business. And yeah, by all means, I'll um, put the details for him there. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. You're welcome. And um, yeah, perfect. That's, that's really all I got here. Let me see. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got a minute. What's that? Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to share something else. Oh, no, no, no. That's it. That's no. it. I, that's I know it. a lot of them. Um, I don't know whether your audience, because um, one of the things I know whenever I do something like that, individuals always want to know, like, what, how does your business look? What's the structure of the business? So if anyone in the audience, um, they want to know um, what the things I could do as well, too, if, if it makes sense. Yeah, I typically please. do, like, um, every couple of days, I typically host uh, a webinar. Um, not for everyone, but for a small uh, specific set of individuals. So they just want to know like, okay, what's the techniques, what's the actual step-by-step -step stuff as far as what's the behind the scenes look of your business. So if you have anyone from your audience um, that would be interested, just let me know. Will you, um, will you be able to, if you give me a link, I'll share it in the group and I'll also share it on the, uh, when I share the actual video in Mastering Success, I'll pop the link in there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and if you give me the specific outline of what the type of people are, uh, we mm -hmm. can make sure people are aware and then, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure like you've really only given, you know, a, a minute amount of detail in regards to what it is business-wise, but everyone, I think the, the message that I wanted to get across from you and hopefully I'm sure people have got it today, which is you don't have to be a smart person to make these things work and, in fact, you don't even have to know how to do it yourself. You know, this is why there are people like yourself and myself that are out there, uh, you know, trying to make sure people can learn some of these lessons without having to go through, you know, the hard slog <laughs> that we sometimes have to go through. So exactly. thank you again for your time. Take care. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Well, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe and click on the bell to stay tuned for the next installment. And remember, as I always say, leave at least one person today with the impression of increase. That means have them leaving you feeling better off having spent time with you than not. And hopefully that's exactly what I've done with you today.